Hello, and welcome to another cold and calculating episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts. That would be Donald Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds. And I am Catherine Weigel, and I am his lovely wife, and I'm a little out of breath, and I have lost 150 pounds. Wow, that's amazing. Don't you want to know why I'm breathless? <laughs> I do want to know why you're breathless. We're I was going to get to that. We're doing I was going to say it. We're doing this stupid 30-day fitness challenge. <laughs> where we have to like every day do a little bit of work and uh, we just did that and it turns out it's work and yeah. I'm a little out of breath and and Catherine was just uh saying that we only have a few days left of it until we're done uh but guess what that's we're not actually the done. rest of our lives yeah, we still there's have no to finish keep line going. yeah so we're doing all of these arm exercises and you increase you know gradually increase every day as it goes along and we're towards the end of the month and it is getting real it is serious y'all yeah but it's i actually feel like my arms are uh, there's some improvement there it turns out if you put, <laughs> if you put in effort yeah. day after day you get results and some of that includes uh being your heart rate your heart rate being up since we're going to talk about math on this episode, which is why this is a cold and calculating episode, we're going to discuss some math. Um, you can think of it as an equation. It turns out that putting effort in equals results coming out. Boom. Boom. End of that? episode. Roll the credits. Mic drop. Only don't drop this don't, mic. Don't because drop the mic. It's very expensive. It would be broken. Yeah. Not good. So, hello. Uh, this is We Only Look Thin. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about math it's today. It's back to school season, y'all, so we're getting into math. We've been talking a lot about uh, numbers and math recently, and this, this episode is no different because we are going to talk about math and how fighting with it, you're not going to win. Yeah, it turns out that math in the history of the world is undefeated. <laughs> I mean, it's had a lot of opponents oh, over the years. Oh, yeah, no. People trying to fight it, and it always wins. And even if you don't pay attention to it, if you pretend it doesn't exist, it still wins. So we'll be talking about that, because uh, ignoring it doesn't make it go away. No, Kind no. of like the Kardashians. It's there. It's always lurking. I always go back to that. <laughs> lurking Kardashians. <laughs> Lurking Kardashians, yeah. I always go back to that speech in The Terminator. It doesn't rest. It doesn't know hunger. It just terminates. It's what it does. It's all it does. Well, and I think it's kind of jerky because it has a pie chart in it, or pie, pie number. Oh, yeah, P-I. which makes me think Aww. of eating pie. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. We will talk about that later. Pie Actually, I don't Actually, I don't think pie is in this conversation today. No, I don't think it is. So... We, we run across a lot of people, and those people could include ourselves, I think, um, at times, that say, I am doing everything I can. I'm doing everything I can. It's not fair. I'm doing everything right. I don't right. know what's happening. And nothing is working. Uh, it's not coming off. The weight is not coming off. Uh, things aren't getting any better, but I am doing everything I can. I'm broken. It's, it, I'm the only person in the world who is unable to lose weight. It's not fair. And, uh, you know, it turns out that if most of the time, if not all of the time, when we hear people say that, you ask a bunch of questions and you say, well, are you actually measuring your food? Are you actually tracking everything that you're eating? Well, most of the time I'm doing it. 
Um, 70% of the time, I'm weighing everything and tracking it and being accurate. And then maybe the other 30%, I'm grabbing a handful of nuts here and there. Or I'm eating, you know, off of my kid's plate. So let's pretend for a moment that you are an air traffic controller and you have your annual review. And you are like, you want a big raise. And I am your boss. And I say, I'm your boss. And here we are talking about you. And I, Hello, boss. Uh, and let's say that uh, 30% of your, uh, y- your job... You've uh, you've participated in causing collisions uh, midair <laughs> because you were playing Candy Crush instead of paying attention. Well, yeah. what would you say? Uh, I would say, uh, well, you're the boss. You tell me what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the employee up for review here. Well, We've got to keep say, our characters but, straight. But I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing everything I can. 70% of the time I was guiding planes in, I was awake. I kept my eyes open and paid attention to my job. I need to play Candy, Candy Crush. What else am I supposed to do? Oh, you're supposed to be doing your job. So would you? do you think you would get the raise if you gave 70% at air traffic controlling? Probably not. What if... It's not fair, but probably not. What if uh, your dentist uh, was like, well... I looked at, like, 70% of the x-rays. You know, like, 60%. Like, I pretty much know where the mouth is. Like, I, and I'll was, just drill whatever, like, happens. Right. When I was drilling your tooth, I paid attention, like, 70%. I had 30% of my attention drawn to my Candy Crush game. It seems like Candy Crush is, in like, this scenario, the problem candy, America. Candy Crush is really huge in this bills. problem. Do you think dentists, like, particularly like Candy Crush because they can engage in candy and it Activities. doesn't hurt their teeth? Probably. Yeah. It hurts my teeth, though, because they're only given 70% of their effort. Oh, that's true. I mean, would you be surprised if, you know, you found out that somebody was actually giving 70% and and the job wasn't great, that it wasn't going well? I don't think you would. Well, and I think, too, that ties into, like, who do you want working on your your life or your teeth? Like, the guy who gives 70%? Like, are you okay with that? Or do you want full effort? And... We are asking you today what effort you're really giving. Like yeah, if, you if have to be honest really with yourself. Honest. And, you know, are you, are you actually accounting for everything when you're doing the math in air quotes, which air quotes work really well on a podcast? Well, and two, I mean, we were kind of joking, like, you watch reality television, you watch, like, Kitchen Nightmares or Super Nanny or whatever, and they have cameras following a family around or following a business around uh, your your undercover bosses. Is, is, is. Yes. Um, and it seems obvious in the audience as you're watching the show and you see, like, employees, like, sneezing in the soup or you see a parent, you know... Um, you know, talking down to their child and, and like using very grown up vocabulary and the kid doesn't understand it. And you as the audience member, like, why would you do that? It's totally clear that your habits and behavior are not matching the situation. And like, no wonder your business is failing. No wonder your family's falling apart. Yeah, like that guy who hides in the van with all of the screens and watches employees at restaurants like do terrible things. And then the owner's like, I don't know why our restaurant is failing. And it seems obvious. And I think... I spent 40 years telling myself I was doing everything I could to lose weight, um, that I somehow was broken. And um, so we're going to ask you... You were the one magical person who was broken. I was it the was one... It was just impossible for you to lose any weight. And it turns out that was an excuse. And that was part of an unexamined life. 
And, you know, people people think that they're putting in this effort or they tell themselves that they're putting in this effort, including me. I would tell myself for years, you know, uh, I this just isn't fair. Like, it must be my metabolism. I'm not, you know, I see other people just eating whatever they want all the time, and they're... Um, they're fine. They're not gaining weight. They're, you know, they seem to be perfectly able to do that, and it's not fair. And, you know, truth is that I was eating way more, I was putting way more food into my body than I was putting out effort. Um, and, you know, if if you're not measuring how much you're putting in the tank, you're and you're not measuring how much you're burning, then you're never going to know. Don also calls himself the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to... The gonna... tank's hungry. <laughs> the tank's <laughs> sleepy and cranky. <laughs> I'm going to start calling myself the tank moving forward for sure. But speaking of tanks, I mean, you know, people get angry at it, but it's like being angry that you're, you know, that you have to put gas in your car. Like, it just... That has a tank. <laughs> that has a tank. It's also a tank. That, you know, it's... You're being angry at reality. You know, we had a whole uh, episode about gravity issues, and this is one of those gravity issues. Like... You can't be angry that you have to put out effort. You you know, you have to burn calories in order to be able to maintain or lose weight. Well, and I too, you know, I put myself at the center of my world, but also made myself the victim of my world. And I really thought that it was too late for me. And I think one amazing thing that has happened to me in the last three years is my willingness to keep pushing boundaries and to let go of old notions and ideas, things I grew up with. People told me, you know, if you eat pancakes, you'll never lose weight. Um, If you eat after seven o'clock, you'll never lose weight. And letting go of all of those, like wearing white after Labor Day problems. It's almost Labor Day also. Happy almost Labor Day. But like all of those messages that we get that build our truth about ourselves. And I think being able to let go of that and really examine like an outside observer as though you were on Super Nanny Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, <laughs> we have put this baby super nanny kitchen. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a kindergarten in the kitchen. In the kitchen, in Hell's Kitchen. Super nanny and the guy from Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay, are going to fix the kids and the kitchen at the same it's time. It's roll. Um, but we would like you to take a raw look at your uh, at your actual life and yeah. what you are doing. If you're somebody who, like me, told yourself that you were doing everything you possibly could and nothing was working. Um, sit down and really be honest with yourself. Write down all of the habits that you are engaging in and really grade yourself. Like, you know, whatever your plan is to lose weight. If your plan is to, to count calories, like, which is what I do, and, and do a lot of walking, like, tell yourself, am I really weighing and measuring everything, or am I guessing on some things? Why don't you tell me the fun Pringle story from the other day? The bottom of the barrel <laughs> Pringle story. Yeah, it was, this is a really fun, fun story. There were, I, I have been open about the fact that I love Pringles. He's a Pringle enthusiast. Yeah, and so... I, I had a tall can of Pringles, and there were what appear you know mostly crumbs at Basically the bottom of a can. Basically, powder at the bottom. It's not even worth counting the calories. And you know, it's oh god, this is so so nerdy. It's 140 calories for 28 grams of Pringles. And I looked at it and I said to myself, ah, that's probably 70, 80 calories worth. And I was just going to eat it and log it like that. And then I was like, no, I really should weigh it. And it ended up being almost 130 calories worth. Um, 
in the tub. And, you know... He eats them in the tub. <laughs> is, is 50 calories going to kill me? No, but doing that over and over and over again, if I did that, you know, five or six times a day, I'm looking at, you know, uh, I'm... You know, where this is all about math and I can't even do math. No, I mean, you're looking at like 300 calories that you're not accounting for throughout the day doing that. Well, and two, and getting back to Don's notion of really examining your day and what you're doing. Like if I look at my day three years ago, four years ago, I was struggling out of bed at seven o'clock. I was starting the day with, you know, coffee and a cliff bar before I was even hungry because I just wanted uh, a snack. Uh, I would uh, eat my daughter's leftover scraps from breakfast, take her to school, eat again when I got home, eat again when I got to work. I would sit all day, like all of these things add up. And I'm telling myself I'm doing everything I can. Um, I didn't realize at the time I was literally eating a thousand to fifteen hundred calories of hummus and crackers and butter and carrots every night. Hummus, it's healthy. It's yeah. nature's and carrots. Oh, and it's crackers so and, it's so helpful. And, and butter is natural, so it's it all can't, natural. It's got to be good for you, right? Uh, ancient grains, like, ancient grains. But acai, acai. We'll do another episode on acai. <laughs> I got a lot to say about acai. Um, <laughs> But I spent so much time just telling myself I was doing everything. Me- meanwhile, I was mindlessly grazing. I was sitting all day. And I thought I was, you know, giving my all to my life and my daughter, our daughter and my job. When really I was just gaining 5 to 10 pounds a month with overeating. And for those of you already on your journey, let's say that you track every breakfast and every lunch, however you do that, whether you're, uh, you know, intuitive eating, whether you're tracking calories, whether you're doing keto, whatever, and you are meticulous in the morning and at lunch. And then dinner comes around and a zombie takes over your brain and you find, that's beyond my control. Like, and like, I don't know if we're doing math right now, but say like 35% of your day, Like, anything that happens after 4 o'clock is fair game. And you're just like, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. My mornings are amazing. Like, that is a lot. That is a big percentage. That's a 60%, 65% of of your day that you're paying attention to. What happens in the other part? I don't know. I go blind, like... And we, we hear from a lot of people who are, you know, they say they're spot on Monday through Friday, and then the weekends are problems for them. Well, you know, that's two-sevenths of your week. You well, know, um, we talked is, about that on the 365 Surprises. We did, um, which is uh, a fantastic episode. If you haven't listened to that, uh, you can find it wherever you find your podcast. Wherever, wherever you, you found find, this episode. Wherever you are right now. <laughs> But it's that, like, that unknown percentage that is like, well, you know what? I'm faithful to my husband, like, 70% of the time. Like, what? why am I not getting... Cra- what? Is that real? <laughs> I, no. I'm faithful to- <laughs> I am so tired. I don't have an opportunity to be unfaithful to Oh, you. yeah. We are very busy. Very busy. Internet moguls, no, basically. I no, know, I know what you do all day. Um, <laughs> that's sad. I know what you did last summer. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm in bed at 8.30. I don't have time mm. for anything. Uh, we got to get up and walk. Yeah. We got to get up and walk right now. We better go to sleep. Um, but it is those untracked times, those times when we're off the clock, when we're not measuring what we're doing, when we're grazing. Um, 
the danger comes from that time. If if your mornings aren't an issue, like, oh, I just, you know, I just have an egg and some coffee in the morning. Like, people are fresh and ready to attack the day in the morning. By 5 o'clock at night and you're starving and you've got, you know, uh, a, an hour commute home and kids to pick up and yeah. nighttime stuff to do and you got to, like, help your mom with her internet router. Like, <laughs> and you're like, ah, that's it. I deserve McDonald's. Like, math doesn't deserve, like, math doesn't care what you deserve. Um, math just is calculating and cold. Like Donald Yeah, said and the, the, the calories go in and the pounds go on. Um, so getting back to what we were starting to say, be really honest with yourself. Grade yourself on all of these things and ask yourself whether you're really sticking to your plan. Whatever your plan is, are you really sticking to it? Uh, would you really give yourself an A or even a B plus or a B minus? Or, you know, are you really doing, you know, C minus D work on a lot of these things? And you know, make corrections to what you're actually doing and see if that works. Well, and Gretchen Rubin, who we've talked about before, she has a podcast called Happier. Um, She talks about um, managing what you measure. I spent from what, age 30 to 40, not measuring my steps, not measuring my food. And it was like a flyover decade. I'm like, well, what happened? I don't know. I, I don't know how I gained 80 pounds. Like, it's a mystery to us all. Like, it's not fair. It's my metabolism. I have no idea how that could have possibly happened. And it turns out when I started actually monitoring, you know, and counting the calories in a tub of hummus, I was like, oh, that's like a whole day's calories just in the hummus that I was eating, not to mention going out to lunch at... Uh, Bob Evans and and then having a secret extra lunch that I kept in my bag like all of that dishonesty became a habit and just as not monitoring is a habit monitoring is also a habit that you can that you can do and it's you can fight it but it's uh it's math yeah for sure and you know whether you're on a plan that includes intuitive eating or whether you're counting calories or whether you're doing keto or whatever you're doing like you have to measure something um you you know whether you're measuring your hunger whether you're measuring uh actually measuring your food you're eating um counting your carbohydrates like you have to measure something and you have to be really honest with yourself about whether you're doing everything you can to measure those things accurately. Well, and, and two, the thing with monitoring is that it's just gathering information. You don't have to change anything that you're doing. If you're satisfied with the results that you're getting from that 30% blackout zombie, oh gosh, I don't remember what happened. Like, I don't know why I'm lying (laughs) in a pool of Dorito dust on my kitchen floor um but you know i'm gonna quote gretchen rubin instead of paraphrasing because oh, I'm, I'm gonna all mess right. it up okay uh, but, i will i will sit and listen but gretchen rubin says you manage what you measure the strategy of monitoring um doesn't require that i change what i'm doing only that i know what i'm doing this is crucial to habit formation because once I recognize what I'm doing, I may choose to behave differently. And that is where I'm going to drop the fake mic. I'm going to I'm dropping it presently. It's hitting the floor and it's not actually costing us any money. But it's that 
knowing really is half the battle. When you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what to change because you're not actually paying attention to uh, to what you're doing. And I, this really hits home for me because when I got my diabetes diagnosis, I was telling myself that I wasn't eating that much more than most people. And, you know, I started just to see how where I was. I, I, without any, putting any judgment on it, I started by, you know, tracking for a week, like, how much am I actually eating? Um, and I was eating way, way more, um, you know, way, way more calories, uh, than I realized. And, um, had to, you know, it was eye-opening, and it was math, and, you know, what was in my head that I thought I was doing was not the reality. Well, and has any doctor, you know, it's like, okay, Donald, you have diabetes, and then if you had said, like, but I work, like, 15 hours a day, and, and like, we're, we we have a kid, and, like, I'm, I'm very stressed, like, we had, a, like, a diorama to do on Oprah Winfrey the other day, and it was really <laughs> stressful, so we got takeout three times, like, the doctor's not gonna be like, oh, Oh, okay. You like, you deserved all of that food. Oh, okay, well, well, never mind the yeah. diet. Let's just wipe that diabetes diagnosis off the table. Like, oh, you're right. Like, yeah, you're totally fine now. Math, I, my mistake. Math doesn't like they're not going to they're not going to change the story because of that. Like, the number on the scale is a reflection of my habits, and you know, knowing what you're doing and owning it, you can then decide if you're in a position where you want to change that for. F- for 40 years, I was looking at the end number. I wanted to be a goal weight. I wanted to fit into a certain size. It didn't occur to me that I needed to put habits in place to actually change my lifestyle. And I think this is what is different about this time around. It is the sustainable habits that we've put in place that sustain the weight loss that we have made. Did I eat a few extra cheese and crackers yesterday at a mm. fantasy football uh, gathering? Yes, I did. It was one day. In in the scheme of things where I am, one day doesn't matter because it's not going to be six months later I wake up after football season and go like, but I had to because of the Yeah, but we, never we've developed over wings. time. We've developed the habit of, of walking many thousands of steps a day and um, counting our calories um throughout our normal days are we going to have blips where like yesterday where we went to a gathering or the vacations we took um not that long ago with family yes those things are going to happen but we have now a foundation in place where we've built up habits to go back and um and correct these things or correct isn't even maybe the right word but um, you know, life happens, and and we have to move on. But we have the we have the foundation in place to keep doing it and stay on track. Well, and it's the percentage of time that we spend doing something that is unhelpful that has changed. In the past, you know, I mean, we made the three hundred and sixty-five. Like in the past, I would have eleven good days a year where I was like, quote unquote, perfect, and then. 354 days where I, you know, went with where the winds took me and it was unfair and I was overworked and we got free nachos at work for some reason. Uh, (laughs) But all of these things I thought colluded against me and I just went where the wind took me. And now it's like, you know, we have a a dozen, two dozen days a year where we're more indulgent. So that, that ratio has changed. The math has changed with how many steps we're getting, how much water we're drinking, that we track our calories every day. I've maybe had 
10, 15 days um, in the last year that I haven't tracked my calories. And the scale reflects that. I mean, like I still, even if I don't track, the math is still happening <laughs> and I'm, I'm paying the price on the scale and with my pants being tight. So, you know, I, I self-correct much quicker than I did before. I like it when your pants are tight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was probably That's inappropriate. That's a loophole. Um, I, I would like to take you, though, from math to the scientific method. <laughs> Exciting, right? Oh. Um, so if, if you get to a point where you're telling yourself, I'm doing everything, and you go through and you write down and you figure out the grade you really have on all of these things, and let's say you're giving yourself an A on all of these things after all. So change something. Um, when I got to a point... When I was uh, losing weight, um, I was able to eat a certain amount of calories for a while, and then I would get stuck, um, and the scale would stay the same for a few weeks at a time, and it would get discouraging, but I knew I had to change something. So most of the time, that was lowering the amount of calories I was eating. Um, That's so, not fair! <laughs> so... And if you're just getting started, or if you're if you're not somebody who's telling yourself I'm doing everything I can, try changing one variable at a time and see what works. See what gets you results. And if you find something that gets you results, change another variable or add a good habit to what you're doing. Well, and when a scientist is doing an experiment, they don't change six things at once to see what happens. They isolate the variables. Isolate the variables. Oh, I kind of blew that one. Uh, because if you change six things at once, you don't know what actually made the impact. Of yeah, the you know, if you if you you know give up soda and you know start doing you know just give up carbs and stop doing this and stop doing that and you know change ten things at once, you're not necessarily sure what is actually working. I gave up coffee once for nine months, and it was the longest two years of my worst, life. <laughs> worst nine months of my life. Oh my gosh, it put it like no good came of it. But that that's. That's, a, that's another story. Coffee is delightful, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by coffee. But this isn't magic. This is, this is math and science. And um, it's cold and it doesn't have a heart, but it also, uh, it doesn't lose. Like, but, it, but it's like being mad about having to put gasoline in your car. You know, it's like, it's, it's beyond your control. Math is math. Gasoline is gasoline. If you don't put gasoline in your car, you will pay the consequence of walking, which is actually a fantastic thing to do. For your health, so I'm not really sure where the message is going. But But really this isn't magic. And you know, I sat around wishing trying to bargain with higher powers that I would magically suddenly be thin. Well, and I definitely I mean I know we talked about this on one weird trick. I spent the better part of two decades um, you know, seeing what other thin people looked like and thinking like if if I could just wake up tomorrow at my goal weight. Like, I promise I would be good. Like, I would, you know, turn over a new leaf. I would be healthy. Yeah, if I could like, just wake up uh, and be thin, then I would I would do all the right things from then forward. So, should, should we take our audience on a little vision quest? I think we should. Okay, so this we're going to switch gears a little bit. was a movie bit. with Matthew Modine. Ma- we're going to take you to Matthew <laughs> Modine. So, if, if you wouldn't mind, and I know uh, I'm joking, but I'm also very serious... We are going to take you on a little, uh, a little journey, a little, uh, a little emotional journey. And what I would like you to do, and I, I, we do this to ourselves too, is uh, imagine, if you will, that you literally 
wake up tomorrow and you are at your goal weight. Like from, from the you of today, you wake up tomorrow morning and suddenly you are whatever is your dream weight. Mm, magical. Dream weight. Here is where uh, the, the sad state of affairs comes in. What, what are you going to do with your time and your day now that you are at your goal weight? I'm going to go get pizza and then Chinese food. Okay, and then what about the next day? More pizza and more <laughs> Chinese food. <laughs> Man, wow, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll mix it up with Mexican and something else. A uh, little bit of Thai food, a little bit of curry. So, but but here here's the actual question. And, and people, this actually happens in life where people win the lottery. And it's like, oh, my life is going to change. Like, now that I have all this money... Life is going to be perfect. All my answers, uh, all my prayers will be answered. Yeah, it turns out when you win all that money at once and you don't have good spending and saving habits in place before you win the money, you end up, you're still the same person that you were and you end up being back where you were. You just spend all that money and you end up broke again. So, and it, it happens with water, lot, lottery winners, lottery winners over and over again. And it's the same thing with, um, losing weight. I mean, I I lost weight before, and I got to the end, uh, what I thought was the end, and there is no finish line, and thought I was fixed, and went out for pizza and Chinese food. Put, put the weight right back on, and so what we're saying is this is all about you know building these habits, um, it, you know, creating the math equation to where I've got a foundation and I've got habits in place that when I put in. The habits, I'm going to get out the results. You know, good habits plus persistence equals results. Well, and I think too, I mean, just to, to hammer that point in, there are many people that I come across who think that because I, me, Catherine Weigel, a uh, super inspiring uh, podcast so host. So inspiring. They ask me like, well, you know, what do you, what do you get to eat now? Like what, you know, what's your calorie for the day? What do you know, what are you doing very sad spoiler alert, I am pretty much doing nothing differently now that I am maintaining my weight yeah. than I did when I was losing. And maybe it's a couple hundred calories here and there. Maybe it's going to a fantasy football draft party and eating some extra cheese and crackers and then getting right back to doing you know, six yeah. miles of walking I mean, the next I day. I can maybe do that, th that sort of thing like once a month or so, but it starts to catch up with me quick. Well, and it's... I, th I think where the introspection comes and the self-awareness is that getting to whatever goal weight you think is your dream, it requires habits. It is built on A plus B plus C equals end result and doing it again the next day and the next day. And there is, you know, I, I have basically been at maintenance since June of 2017 and I have gone up on the scale five to 10 pounds and I've gone down on the scale five to 10 pounds depending on my habits. And if I go to, you know, four baseball games and eat, you know, hot dogs and ice cream and beer, that is going to catch up to me. It is not, I'm fixed and it's done and now it doesn't count because I'm a fit person. It comes back. Yeah, ma math is still there lurking. Waiting, lurking waiting in the to... cold darkness. <laughs> but you, like... You can do whatever you want. You cannot track that 30%. You can forget weekends, but you will pay the price for those mathematical decisions. And 
I bet if you were watching Kitchen Nightmares or you were watching Super Nanny, or even if a friend in, in a different situation, maybe it's a financial situation, maybe it's a, a relationship situation, and they tell you, I'm doing everything right, I don't understand. If there is a part of you that goes, <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's really easy to, to see those things in others and really hard to see them in ourselves. Well, and Donald and I have to do that to one another, too, where it's like, ah, but are you? Like, are you really? And I think... And it gets annoying to talk like that all the time. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to have those indulgences. But as Gretchen Rubin said... Uh, once you recognize what you're doing, you can choose to behave differently. And there are things that when I started out, like I've been tracking calories for two and a half years now. Ask me what I ate on February 16th, 2016. And I can tell you because I tracked it. How many steps did I get? I can tell you. She has you. it all memorized. I have it all memorized. <laughs> but I monitor it. So I can tell you that. Now, if you ask me, you know, uh what uh, what I watched on TV that day? I don't know. I wasn't monitoring that. Uh, how many glasses of water I drank that, that day? I don't know. I wasn't monitoring that. So what I'm monitoring, I can go back and I can see the results of those habits and track them over time. I gained weight 20 sometimes in the 100-pound weight loss that I've had in the last two and a half years. But I never stopped. I, I monitored my weight. I monitored my food. I monitored my steps. So I can tell you what progress I made from that. Um, math is real and it does not lose. Um, but I will tell you what one of the best habits you can form in or, on your weight loss adventure is listening to this podcast. They're doing it right now. They just heard what you said. Um, and if you are enjoying what you've heard, if it's helping you in some way, uh, people say to me all the time, they say, Don... You're so inspirational. You give so much. What can I do to give back to you? What can I do? And I say, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at We Only Look Thin. Uh, follow us on our, I don't. I guess you don't follow us, but you can uh, go to our website at WeOnlyLookThin.com. You can go to Facebook. If you're an old person like us, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. It's what old people do. Facebook, the thing that no one under 30's on. If you know what Fortnite is, let us know. Yeah. Kids do that, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm totally out of touch. Yeah. I don't monitor that. <laughs> yeah, we did just sort of learn how to floss, though, which is a dance. Yeah, getting back that, to dentists. That all kids know how to do. For they do. Somehow, they just magically all can do it. They do. So don't be afraid to look at your habits. Don't be afraid to question what you're doing. Um, it's it's all about embracing, uh, knowing yourself, and deciding what you're ready to improve upon. And if you uh, are, are are looking for a place to be inspired and to uh, to better yourself and to mathematically calculate how awesome we are, yes, Donald plus Catherine equals an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.